are listening to Two Jerks, One Vote, Jerkatorium's Spin Tunes 14 Reviews Podcast, and this is round one. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is the Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We won Spin Tunes 13, so now we're back here on the scene to judge you, rate you, to flatter you, and then eliminate you. Tough to hear, but get used to the idea. Yeah, you're gonna lose this spin tunes. And yes, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you're gonna lose this spin tunes. Deep down inside, you know that it's true. 23 bands are gonna lose before this thing is done. And your band's won. And by one, I don't mean the past tense of win. I mean, you're one of the Hi, this is The Jerk. I just wanted to make an introductory comment uh, about the song. Probably an unnecessary comment, but I'm going to make it anyway. So, yes, the song is mostly just humorous, but it's also completely, completely true. Now, only one band is going to win, and the other 23 bands are going to lose Spin Tunes 14. And like it or not, Chumpy and I will have a hand in that. Now, I know everybody works hard on their submissions, and everyone believes they deserve to win. And still, 96% of the bands who deserve to win will lose anyway. So just get comfortable with the thought of being eliminated. Now, uh, Chumpy and I being judges is going to stink because our vote will help determine which bands get eliminated. Each round, you know, half of the bands will be in the bottom half of the rankings. Um, And if you're making an appropriate effort to compete then you will all believe that you should have that number one spot. And that can translate into some resentment towards the judges, and there's little that we can do about that. So absorb the message of the song. You're going to lose. Be comfortable with that idea. Just realize that you know you can't take it personally, uh, the, the thought of losing. What else? Uh, also, Judge, uh, Jerkatorium uh, only gets one vote. So Chumpy and I are essentially each just half of a judge. We'll each do rankings, combine the scores, and our final rankings will be the result of that combo. Um, also, we did a sort of a dry run of this podcast, and uh, listening back to it, I realized that a lot of my comments were negative. So I've decided to do what we call a uh, compliment sandwich, where I'm going to say something nice about the song and then give any constructive criticism right after that, and then cap it off with another compliment or more. Anyhow, I'm done talking. Uh, Just wanted to give that little introduction. Thanks a lot. All right, so this is the maiden voyage of the podcast that we are tentatively calling Two Jerks, One Vote. That's right. Uh, As it turns out, there were plenty of... um, People who didn't actually uh, submit songs, so we're we're down uh, eight already coming into it. Uh, let's let's just get on with the reviews if that's all right. All right, first up we have Jordan Carroll with Unloved. Today I waited. Today I cried. Today they left me, and now I'll die. Okay, that's how the verse goes. And the thing that struck me most about this on first listen was that strange popping sound uh, that's one of the percussive elements. Here, I'll loop it so you can hear what I'm talking about. It's an interesting, if not somewhat distracting choice. Uh, now let's move to the pre-chorus and chorus. Was it a day ago you walked away? left me all alone to die unloved. I like how the strings come in in the chorus to increase the drama, and I like how he switches it up when the verse comes back with these pizzicato strings. This is my home here Inside these walls I know I passed the 
there's a, a nice shift in dynamics there as well. And when we come back to the chorus, we get some really nice horns that I think add a lot. Unloved. so that's an overview of the song now the things i liked about the song was the uh, effective and subtle use of instrumentation and dynamics to keep things pretty fresh in a song that doesn't have a lot of very contrasting parts uh, i think jordan's vocal performance was solid uh, now on the negative side i was annoyed by that popping sound that you hear throughout much of the track and in general the song's uh, a bit of a downer it's sad but not in that sadly beautiful way that actually makes me happy to listen to like an elliot smith or nick drake song so i've talked a lot there uh, i'll give you an opportunity ryan to uh, express some of your thoughts on the song yeah um i thought it was fine <laughs> No, okay, that's that's just kidding. I, I, I your uh, your comments were great. They were there. I'm going to be a little less analytical and just kind of, kind of mention a couple of things that struck me about it. Um, let's see. This song reminds me of something, and I can't figure out what it is. I want to say like maybe Brian Dewan, or maybe something a little bit more recent or something, and I, I just can't place it. But if this is uh, one of those in the style of songs, then then it's really good. It doesn't matter. It's really great. Uh, if the song is an original and I'm wrong, it's not, you know, uh, sort of a stylistic copy of somebody else. And it's great. It's uh, I liked it more the more times that I listened to it. Um, I had the same observation uh, that Chumpy did, uh, where uh, doing it from the point of view of the animal is a bit of a downer. And there's not enough like comic relief, you know, and, and but that's OK. It's, uh, you know, an artistic choice that, uh, that Jordan had. That's that's perfectly fine. Like, would it have killed him to have thrown a dick joke in there? That is the key to all music. That is essential to any good song uh, is a, a dick joke, especially when you're talking about animals. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. But, uh, but anyhow, I thought the sparse instrumentation and the sort of deadpan vocal delivery, I, th I thought it worked good. Right. Uh, and I was happy with it. I like the song. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next track. Next up, we have Glenn Raphael with Lazy Sunday. My roommate is adapted to the bathroom. She likes the way it spins. She's unreasonably noisy when I try to sleep in. That's how the first verse goes, and wow, right off the bat you can tell that some mastering tools were used on this track. It maintains a level on my meters of around negative 0.1 dB throughout, and it sounds pretty great. Later on in the verse, Glenn brings in a bass. She curls up on a sofa to hide from all our fears. I sit a while beside her and rub behind her ears. Sounds great, right? But did you hear that pitch warble in the middle of the last section? Now you can really hear it next at the end of what I'm calling the B section since it doesn't feel like a traditional chorus to me. I see her here and there you never really know how much you care until they're gone and you've moved on yeah there it is now um at the at the start of the next a section and b section we're treated to some really nice vocal harmonies my roommate has the soul of an explorer She pokes at this and that Then hides in tiny spaces The essence of I see her here 
So that's an overview of Lazy Sunday. Now, I like how pretty this song is. Everything sounds lush and clean and well-recorded and performed. It reminds me of one of those great singer-songwriter songs from the 70s, written by the likes of Gordon Lightfoot or Simon and Garfunkel. It's got uh, great vocal harmonies and gorgeous guitar finger-picking. Now, on the negative side, I find that pitch warble pretty distracting, since it's really at odds with how clean and well-recorded the rest of the song is, so it stands out. The bass could also use some more bottom, as it gets pretty lost in the mix. All right, that's enough rambling on from me. Uh, what do you think, Mr. Jerkatorium? Okay, well, um, in contrast to the Jordan Carroll song, which we just heard before this, uh, this one is, is, is just rife with dick jokes, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's uh, just just every other line is, is yeah, no, but any, anyhow... Uh, this uh, this song, one of the things that I noticed about it uh, is that it uses that I didn't say it joke that comes up in at least three of the songs on here where he's the essence of and it would rhyme with a cat and uh, he doesn't say it. And that's that's nice and everything like that. But if you've got a bunch of songs and uh, uh, some noticeable subsection of them are doing the exact same thing then, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of, it's, that's too bad. It's not his fault. Uh, he probably didn't think anybody else was going to do it and that's all <laughs> fine. Um, but there, you know, there's, we're going to run into a lot of that during this challenge and you sort of do when you have a whole bunch of people with the same assignment. Uh, another one that happens, and I don't think it happens so much in this song, but we're going to run into it a lot is when they're coy about it being about a animal and not a roommate, but we'll get to that later. Anyhow, yeah, no, I, I thought this was uh, it was lovely and charming song. Uh, it was it was really good, uh, obviously really produced well and everything like that. Uh, uh, the negative part, the critical part of in this sandwich, in this review sandwich, is that it's another bit of a downer in the lyrics. I mean, it, we're here he's pondering mortality and stuff like that, and sure, that's valid and and everything, but. Um, it, 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 it's lovely, so that's fine. It's it's not a bad thing to have uh, depressing songs. Or I mean, I, it's hard to even call this depressing because it does sound just very, very nice, very beautiful, very relaxing. He's got a great voice, and it's a great performance. So, yeah. Did that like warble it. bother you, or did you not really notice that? I noticed it, but I give people a lot of leeway with stuff like that. I think, you know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> you would have been We're yelling gonna... at me to fix that. You'd be like, we can't have that warble. <laughs> fix it. Yeah. Yes. But... <laughs> But I mean, you know, when we're we're going to come up on some really lo-fi stuff later. So yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the, he the, uh, Glenn had, you know, took some care with this and he used the resources at his disposal to to improve it as he could. Yeah. You know, we're, uh, we're getting to And it's not a production away. competition anyway. So yeah, absolutely. I, I, I prefer, you know, I, I'm fine with, uh, with lo-fi as long as it's charming in some way, as long as it's got some appeal. Right. And, and there's definitely with, a track like that that's coming up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm fine with, uh, with using uh, a lot of effects and maybe sometimes a little ham handedly as, as you might argue, this was, uh, in individual little spots. But again, uh, for, for me, that doesn't matter. I'm going with the, with kind of the soul of the song and it's lovely. All right, cool. Here we go. Next up, we have Micah Summersmith with our arrangement. Friend, we need to talk about your contribution to this household. Let's take a walk. I know you get cooped up when you're inside. It's true. You've been known to poop on our neighbor's drive, which isn't great, but we can deal. No, here's the scoop. You know I don't charge you rent because you help out with the meals. So already Micah is hitting us up with some fun wordplay and some dense rhymes and slant rhymes. 
You've got talk, walk, cooped, scoop, and poop, inside, drive, deal, and meal. Now, in terms of wordplay, he uses the phrase cooped up in a clever way because it's literal, since, uh, spoiler alert, the song is about a chicken. Michael also uses the word scoop to mean story, but obviously it can relate to poop as well. As the song goes on, Micah's trademark accordion sound comes in. But now my friends say you must be getting old Or else it may be that the weather's getting cold But either way, when I look today To my dismay, there was nothing there for me You're going back on our arrangement You're not holding up your end of the deal I wish that I knew what this change meant deadbeat roommate who only lays around it's enough to make anybody sicken when i looked on your pillow I really love all the little accordion licks and fills that Micah does there. And while I'm not normally into puns that roommate who lays around pun cracked me up. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, Jerkatorium have been fans of Micah's work for years now, and we've collaborated a few times on winning songs over at songfight.org, so we might be a bit biased, but we'll do our best to try to remain objective. In terms of what I liked about this song, it's got to come down to the wordplay and the dense rhymes and the puns and just all the fun and funny stuff he puts into his songs. On the negative side, that fun and funny stuff can pigeonhole your song into the novelty song category. And while I think Weird Al is cool and I like novelty songs, those songs never really seem to move me. And when the novelty wears off, there's really not much reason for repeat listens. All right, that is my canned blurb on Micah's song. What do you got? Just a a quick introductory comment sort of a thing this this song also does use that uh that uh, little gimmicky thing where you think he's gonna say it and then he doesn't you know it's in the last time it was a cat this this time it's you know he he rhymes like he's got like five rhymes in front with Icken and like, then he doesn't say chicken at the end which, <laughs> which is you know kind of kind of you know he he, he sort of uh went you know over and above what uh, what anybody would have would have kind of expected for that so that that was kind of cool right even though i complained about it with other people's songs because <laughs> uh because yeah you know we've worked with micah before and he's so awful he's such a bad person no i'm kidding uh we we, uh, yeah, we love micah um the the song itself just this blistering onslaught of puns uh super clever lyrics um the uh just the the choosing a chicken you know we get a lot of dogs and cats uh, during this uh, spin tunes round, uh, plenty of dogs and cats. It's just so uh, original and unique to have a chicken. Just a great, great choice, and uh, and and I think that's that's also pretty important if you're going to choose your uh, subject for a song. It's a good idea to do something that um, that maybe not everybody else is going to do. And there are just so many cats and so many dogs in this round, and you know you're running into a lot of the same category with a lot of these songs. This was not only, you know, just ha- having it as the chicken wasn't the entire kind of a joke. It's also an aspect and several aspects of uh, the life with this chicken and a specific, you know, concern that uh, this person is having with their roommate who's a chicken. Uh, awesome. Great, great choice. Really, uh, you know, I, I know the, um, the subject uh, assignment, you know, was ostensibly uh, a real pet. But, uh, but yeah, this was clever and smart and, uh, and a great idea. Um, the critical part of this review, this, uh, sandwich review, you're pitching, uh, <laughs> call back, but not, but not bad, not, not bad at all. So yeah, that was, that was mostly a joke, but anyhow, yeah, great production, uh, great song. Um, hard for me to be, uh, objective about it. And I'm, uh, I'm not going to bother cause this is obviously, you know, one of the top songs of the round so yeah that's it all right cool let's move on for our next song we have edric helene with bitch how'd i get a roommate who's so selfish and unfair 
You always take for granted the amenities I share. You disobey the rules and leave our house in disrepair. You're so high maintenance, but you don't even care. My vocal coach would love Edric. He's got that great open and pure tone with a tasteful vibrato, and his voice really conveys emotion well. This musical theater style really works well for him. You think you're cute, so you connive. You've got your license, but you never, ever drive. It's like my car's your limousine with your chauffeur behind the wheel, and that's just awesome for you. Whenever we walk around the block, you want to walk 15 feet ahead. And rather than snuggle on the couch, you'd rather strew trash around instead. But anytime you decide it's time, you want me to stop and rub your head. It's all about you. You never clean. You merely grin. Won't even think to wipe your feet when you come in. You're often awful to your sister and you always steal her food And you ignore me when I call you if you aren't in the mood But given all the things I give you, you could show some freaking gratitude But no, no! Wow. So yeah, the things I liked about this song is, well... Like Micah's song, it is fun and funny, but it also is just technically very accomplished. Some very good singing by Edric and some great piano playing as well. On the negative side, this is very much in Edric's wheelhouse. I mean, this is the sort of thing that he does. And while I can't complain about people playing to their strengths... I feel like this song could lose to a song that maybe is not quite as technically proficient, but has, you know, a more lavish instrumentation. You can only do so much with one guy and a piano or one guy and a guitar for that matter. Now, there are a lot of songs that I like that are, you know, these singer songwriter type songs where it's a singer and playing one instrument and those songs can be great but they need to have a strong emotional pull for me to really stack up against songs that have a lot of instrumentation and a lot of moving parts i guess my ears are just used to that and they've come to expect that in music all right that is my measured response to the song what do you got i uh, agree pretty much with what you said it's a great singing voice uh, and great lyrics, um, very reminiscent of uh, Macon Whoopi, the song, uh, the old sort of uh, standard or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure what you'd call it by now. Oh, yeah, that was another one I had not heard before. Um, do you well, have I, a clip of this? I, I do have a, a clip of a, a, a very, very old sort of a, a clip. Let's, let's see how that sounds. All right. A hundred years ago, we're making whoopee. It's really fucking, we call it whoopee. We can't say fucking, though it's the same thing. We're making whoopee. So, yeah, so that's uh, making whoopee. I think that's uh, like a. Where, where 19, did you get this? It's it's like a, I think it's a 1920. Uh, it's, it's a recording from the 1920s. So. Which is why he mentioned it's it's from a hundred years ago in, in the lyrics. But <laughs> okay, uh, I think That's it's really best good. if we just never speak of this again. Yeah, well, well, it was just it was just to give some context for why we were comparing the right. song. Yeah. So all yeah, right. So, um, but anyhow, negatives are, are kind of what you mentioned. Uh, also, uh, uh, first to get it out of the way, I'm just going to say that the ending is is not quite as strong as I would prefer. Uh, it kind of uh, just trails off about, you know, vacuuming up the hair and it's kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. But when, uh, when I'm not sure how I would do it different, you know, uh, I, I can't say that I would do any better, but, uh, but yeah, ending is a little weak. And, uh, and yeah, the thing about the, the sort of Broadway tropes, he's super duper talented. He, uh, he's doing this 
in a way that, you know, you listen to it and you say, okay, that could be part of a Broadway musical. You know, it's a very, it's got this sort of dramatic edge to it as many of the songs do. Uh, and uh, it's absolutely fair to label that as he's super talented, you know, uh, and it's the kind of stuff that I don't think, I don't think I could write anything like this, you know, just the, uh, the whole kind of uh, arc uh, that the song goes through. Uh, obviously, I I have nowhere near his vocal talent uh, and his uh, sort of composing talent. So uh, it's it's hard to to say it's a criticism to, that he fits into uh, a, a very recognizable style. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to use that as the criticism part of this uh, this too. You know, it's recognizably Broadway, right? And uh, you can take that as either, uh, well, he's he's following a bunch of tropes, or you can say that, well, he's just super talented, you know, in his ability to to nail this very difficult uh, genre. Um, but anyhow, yeah, so it's that. Uh, he, I think he did, did a better job than usual with the kind of coy avoidance of the species. I like the line yeah. about having a license but never driving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a lot of clever stuff. In yeah, there. absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I, you know, usually I can, I can pick it out if somebody's using pitch correction and I, I couldn't quite tell if he was, maybe my ear just wasn't as, as attuned to it, but either he's just not using pitch correction and he's just awesome or else he's got a better pitch correction than we do. <laughs> he's got better software than we do, or he's just super amazing with the vocals or some combination thereof. Yeah. I either think way, he's, it's just super impressive. I think he's worked on his voice for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. All right, let's move on for our next song. We've got best friend by Josh, just Josh. Is it true that you can sleep on a day like this? The sun is out and there's things to see. I gotta play with you. What would I do without my friend? My famous roommate till the end. It's you. Now, right off the bat, Josh is facing some pretty serious headwinds. He's going for that whole manic pixie dream person cute ukulele style, which in my mind is pretty well played out. Is it true that you would sleep on a day like this? The sun is out and there are things to see. I gotta play with you. What would I do without my friend? My famous roommate till the end. It's you, it's you. So one way these types of songs make up for flaws like a slightly off-kilter timing or an uncertain meandering melody is by having lots of lyrical charm. And unfortunately for Josh, these lyrics seem a bit like a first draft. I think a little bit more work could have been done here. Having said that, I do like it when he puts a little bit of drama into his voice and mixes things up a bit. Darkness descends as I make my way across the jungle and through the fray. What's this I smell upon the wind? Hooray, hooray, it's garbage day. All right, so that's it for the overview of Josh's song, Best Friend. And I really don't have a lot of great things to say about this song. I may be a little bit too jaded to appreciate this for what it is. So, Ryan, I hope that your uh, good half of the sandwich is better than mine, because I, I really struggled here. I guess, you know, my, my first reaction to your uh, criticisms is, how dare you? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I was going <laughs> to, how dare you? No, I, I, I agree. This is, this is going to be a, a slightly um, more filled sandwich than, than typical for me. But okay, okay. Let's start off with something really nice to say. This is an infectiously happy song. You know, this is there's. It's just so you know, up and uh, and you you feel it with the guy. So yeah, so, we yeah, can't label this a downer. Yeah, yeah. This is you know, it, it, it's hard to pile on to this because it you know it's like criticizing somebody's smile. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but anyhow, but you know, onto the negatives after the fact, I watched the, the listening party on YouTube and I noticed that this guy is a, is a computer guy. I know that's, that is the official scientific term, right? <laughs> computer guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm surprised that this is such a Luddite sort of a thing, you know, a, a lo-fi recording of vocals, a lo-fi recording of the ukulele and you know we have such great technology now for uh, recording and for improving a recording you know looking back at like jerkatorium's first songs before before even chumpy was on uh they're they're bad you know and looking and it's like what i did was i did also a very kind of a luddite uh, one or two guitars, uh, you know, uh, in a track and then just vocals with no pitch correction or anything like that. And no extra, you know, anything that I just wanted to be able to play and sing and not do anything, uh, you know, with any, with all that much bells and whistles. And it was bad. You know, I look back at that and I say, okay, well, when I realized it wasn't going so great, I kind of took took a look around me and I took uh, some people's criticisms into account. And I said, OK, this is not the kind of music that I want to make. Uh, this is not going to you know, win any song fights or anything like that. So let's get up to speed. And that's kind of the same thing that I'd say to this guy. You know, you hit maybe 20 percent of the singing notes that you were going for. You know, it's. At some point, you have to listen back to your track and say, okay, if I'm going to go, ooh, then ooh should be on a note, you know, unless you're specifically going for some Harry Parch quarter tone thing. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So why, uh, to, to, you know, encapsulate my, my, uh, you know, my criticisms is come on. All right. Use so, the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just kind of, you know, I, I'm not a good singer, so I, found somebody who's a good singer and uh and he wasn't available so we got chumpy instead um <laughs> but anyhow this song well yeah okay so the other uh the other bread of the sandwich is uh, it's so good natured that you kind of got to like it anyway and i feel bad about mentioning those negatives because it is again it's a happy yeah good natured charming song you know and more than that it's it's a song I remember for the longest time, I just couldn't put an entire song together. So, I mean, it is an accomplishment to play an instrument and sing a song, even if it's not as great as you might like. Like, you know, he's written and performed a song, which is more than a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, and the last thing that I want to do is to discourage anybody from, you know, doing it. But part of, part of this kind of set of reviews and ratings is that we have to, you know, sort of rate people and say, okay, well, the bottom four, there's going to be, you know, four people who don't make it onto the next round and sure they can shadow, but uh, we're essentially saying like, okay, out of these 17 people who submitted, who can I live with potentially not hearing in the next round? Right. And, there, there's nobody, you know, none of these competitors. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to hear anything from them ever again. You know, I, so I don't want to be discouraging. And it's a shame that we have to do these reviews and make these ratings and eliminate people. Because this, you know, Josh, just Josh is fine. He's got potential. And he, again, he's, I like happy songs. I like happy <laughs> up-tempo songs. And this, this is one of them. So, you know, but it is what it is. All right. Okay, I wanted to jump in and make a couple of quick comments about the podcast itself. You may have noticed differing sound quality uh, as we've gone along. That's because uh, the clips come from three different sources. There's uh, one, uh, the first attempt at the podcast was done actually while I was in Paris, France, so we tried to do it over my iPhone. And it seemed to work out pretty well. We had good banter, but the sound quality wasn't so great. So then later, uh, we tried to do a redo podcast, which uh, our banter wasn't quite as good. So most of this stuff is still from Paris. Then, of course, the other bits are the parts that Chumpy put together uh, that are very carefully edited uh, with clips of the music to illustrate his points and everything like that. 
those were great. Unfortunately, they took way, way, way too long. And it's one of the many, many reasons that uh, we couldn't get the podcast done uh, in time for the, you know, the judging uh, results that came in. Anyway, uh, just that's just a little quick explanation for why those stop here. He did them for the first five, but they're not going to go on uh, throughout the rest of this podcast. We're just going to do reviews for the rest of the podcast, and here they are. Okay, yeah, you're Six right. This is, is Bubba and the Kraken. Yeah, Bubba. Yeah. Bubba and the somewhat sociable, uh, vaguely awkward, uh, no, I, crack, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm kidding. It's like, I, I don't, I don't remember what the name is. I, I just wrote some No longer down, amiable, yeah, so I think is. No longer, okay, yeah. All right, that's good. Uh, the song is Floating By, and, um, you know, listening to it, I thought it sounded like a good Alan Parsons track, you know, and uh, I mean that as a, as a high compliment. Uh, I think you know it's 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 got that sort of uh, good melody and the the kind of the drive that you might get from a a, a non-hit Alan Parsons song. Which again, I don't I want to I don't want that to sound like a backhanded compliment or something like that. It's a it's a good song and uh, and Alan Parsons is a good band, the Alan Parsons Project. And this reminds me uh, a lot of that in the best way possible. Laid back, well produced, well performed. Um, sounding like Alan Parsons. Are you, are you familiar with Alan no, Parsons? No, so I remember that uh, I mentioned to you that I had not heard any Alan Parsons songs. Like, or maybe I heard Eye in the Sky or one of his hits or something, but I didn't. I totally didn't get the Alan Parsons comparison. Well, I I, I got a clip uh, of uh, Alan Parsons' project to just sort of give you some reference. I'll, I'll, I'll play that right now. This is off their, uh, their Saturn's Rings albums from, I think, like uh, 1986. So, so let's give a quick little listen. All right, cool. Hi, I'm Alan, and this is my project. I'm probably British or Australian or something. Synthesizers, trebly string synthesizers, and sweet vocal Um, you, uh, where did, where did you get this clip? It's again, it's from their, uh, Saturn's rings <laughs> album from, from 1986. I would actually, <laughs> I, I don't, it might not be Alan Parsons. It might be the Alan project. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm okay. Not sure, but yeah, we don't have any uh, more clips, do we? Uh, every time you ask for a clip, I will give you a clip. I promise you that. All <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Um, the sort of negative middle that I always put in the the constructive criticism, maybe maybe not constructive. Uh, is, it's a little hippy dippy. Yeah. And uh, that is you know something I try I try to avoid. Uh, but uh, I know a lot a lot of people like it. So so take yeah. it for for what it is. You know I heard that uh, flanger but, kick in when it started. And uh, mm-hmm. it it didn't go in the direction I thought it was going to go in, like, and I was pleasantly surprised, which is always nice. Oh yeah, wait. Also, goldfish, uh, not a dog or a cat. You know, congratulations on breaking out of uh, of what a lot of other people did. I I thought that was refreshing. So yeah, I'm I'm happy about that. Cool. Okay. All right. So let's see what do we got next. We got Menage Tune. Who needs an alarm clock? <laughs> yeah. So uh, what I put down was it's fun lyrics. You know, it's a happy, it's a fun song. Um, and uh, for constructive criticism, I, I think she's singing in the wrong key. I think that uh, she'd be better way, way up. You know, I, I think she's kind of reaching for those those lower notes when she should be in a higher register. I think that, I, I can't be sure, but I think her voice would sound better uh, if she sang a little higher. Yeah. And, uh, so she's in the right key for the song, just the wrong key for her voice is what you're saying. Absolutely. I'm like, I can't tell her what to do. You know, she's obviously very talented and, and very accomplished already, but hey, try, try singing higher. 
You know, there's there's something about the quality of her voice that reminds me of a school teacher singing a nursery rhyme. I don't know exactly what it is, but it has this sort of cadence to it that I find sort of awkward. But you know, there are yeah. some notes where she just belts it out and it sounds amazing. So she can oh, obviously yeah. sing. It's just there's a certain stilted quality about her voice at times. Yeah, no, she's got the songwriting chops. She's got the singing uh, and stuff like that. And, and I like the uh, I like her co- collaborator. Uh, obviously, also very talented. And again, the song was fun. Um, I uh, I also like the, the it had sort of an intricate song structure to it. You know, like the the chord progression and the and just the the way it was put together and everything like that. And I appreciated that. So, yeah. yeah, I like the the dreamy synth that was used during the parts where she was like sleeping and then awoken again. I thought that was clever. Yeah, yeah. but you know, it had, it had this weird like bark bark sort of transition, and which made me wonder because I think the song is ostensibly about a cat. So like, I didn't get that. Part. Oh, I, I I kind of I I thought the. The dog part was a very, you know, <laughs> I thought that was a very deliberate saying, oh, this is a song about a dog. Oh, okay. I uh, may have gotten that wrong. Because, like, I don't know. I guess I just think of cats wanting to be in the bathroom with you when you poop. I guess maybe dogs want to do that, too. I don't know. <laughs> well, we uh, actually, it should be in the uh, lyrics section. I oh, think yeah. I didn't even every, look at that because I'm, you know, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I think every band but one of the shadow bands did uh, did that you know specified so but anyhow yeah uh well we, we can look at it but too lazy now let's just move on okay all right uh let's see we have after that buckwheat bobby matheson you don't do anything Silent but drink i think it's bucket hat oh yeah sorry bucket hat because yeah i can't be bothered to read they're not real. <laughs> it's all a show. You got some of those letters. Just you can't be bothered to read the whole word. You know, if it goes beyond like five letters or something, yeah, no, forget it. Right. So anyway, uh, oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, I, I didn't hear you laughing at my hilarious joke. So <laughs> I just, I was like concerned there. It's like, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm kidding. All right. So, um, yeah, Buckethead Bobby, uh, uh, very, very interesting choice. It took me a little while to figure out what he was talking about. First, I thought he might have been talking about one of those drinking bird uh, things, you know, the things that, that dip down and, and come back up and stuff like that. And then I realized, oh, no, it's just a plant. Um, and then I then I looked at the, uh, the lyrics thing, and I saw that he was talking about a chia pet, which is a great choice. Great, yeah. great choice. You know, interesting, unique. Nobody else did anything like that, and uh, I appreciate it. And I, you know, uh, since I'm traveling, I haven't been able to look into the uh, uh, the forum for the judges, but uh, I'm just hoping that they don't consider it for uh, for disqualification. I, I think this should qualify, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, great songwriting, great chord progression. Um, there were parts that sound off time, uh, yeah. like when the drum kicks in, right? Or yeah, yeah. There was some. I, it just you know, no drums is better than off time drums. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and and I guess you know, you could argue this one didn't need any drums either. So, yeah. but but yeah, especially if it's just kind of like distractingly off time or maybe even if it was if it's not off time but you know sometimes it looks if there's a stylistic aspect to the beat or something that they're trying to go but that's the only stylistic part then it still sounds off time either way didn't work so um, yeah I mean I think I don't think they were canned drums I think they were actual percussion somebody was playing but yeah they were not on time yeah um, also maybe I don't know some more dynamic instrumentation might help um but uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the melody, um, and writing a good melody is essential. And that, that's a really good melody, you know. Right. I also so like, I like the it. character of Bobby's voice. Yeah. Like yeah. I could listen to so, him. Yeah, an accordion. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, you right. know, it strikes me that he might not have explicitly mentioned a roommate or referred to his pet as a roommate. Does that mean we have to disqualify him? I don't think so. There's, yeah. yeah I, I'm not I think going that, to. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of uh, of you. Know, I, I think there were, were at least a few that didn't explicitly talk about the about the roommate aspect of it. So yeah, like that I, one I, terrible a lot of shadow didn't mention it. Uh jeez. I'm not going to want to. Let's not I'm go there. Not looking forward to reviewing that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, anyhow. Uh, okay. So, uh, we're going to move on to Rob. Yeah. All right. Rob from, so, where is it? Amersfoort. Yeah. I, I, I assume that's somewhere in the Netherlands. I suppose so. Yeah. I guess I could look that up, but, you know, that would involve yeah, reading. Exact effort. Uh, forget <laughs> it. Um, the song is You're So Fab. Uh, about a dog and I thought it was a great production and I really appreciate kind of the unique sound yeah um, uh, thought the uh, the in the negative aspect or the critical aspect I thought the vocals sound a little restrained you know it's like he's not really letting it loose he's just kind of he, there's something really restrained about his voice um, but other than that I, I, I thought it was you know, I don't don't want to try and sound patronizing here or anything, but I thought it was an improvement over last year, uh, and it was very interesting to listen to. I mean, he's got this sort of quality to his music and quality to his voice that sounds uh, it's different. And I like the I like what he did with the, with his instrumentation, and uh, I like the song. Yeah, it was yeah. Good. it was one of my tops. I I would call it Beatles esque in the implementation. Just the way he used that piano, oh. I thought sounded really good. This song isn't. I didn't think it was all that conventional in uh, in its makeup either. You know, the way that some of the uh, instruments come in and the stabs and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I just, just impressed me. I liked it. Yeah, the stabs had a really great feel to them. I, I remember, like, I was listening to the all of the songs over and over again at work, and when this one would come on, my ears would, have, would immediately prick up because it sounded like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, good... A good accomplishment, I think. And it was one of... You know, when I... Um, was trying to rate these, you know, I, I sort of sub set these into, you know, top, middle and, and sort of bottom songs. And, uh, and this is definitely one of the tops for me. Yeah. I had made my top songs as well. Speaking of top songs, next we have boy on the wall with Amelia. What are you thinking? Oh my what gosh. are you thinking? This song just makes, what am I thinking? I'm thinking this song makes me happy every time I, I listen to it. Happy. You know, it just, I know. Happy, happy, happy all the way through and up tempo and just just lovely, you know. Um, in the the constructive criticism aspect of it, I just have written out here. Come on, give me a guitar solo. Come on, <laughs> the synth solo a was a, solo. was really good, but it was just a little low in the mix. Like, come on, it's a solo, crank it. But I really love the yeah, sound of the yeah. synth solo. So yeah, I I just 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 just. Just give me a blistering guitar solo. That's all that I ask. Is that too much to ask for? For one blistering guitar solo? No, I'm kidding. I love this song. It's, it's, it's uh, it, you know, one of those that you just you look look forward to in the list. So, yeah. yeah. And when you Very feel happy. it, you know, that's something different. Like the song actually, you know, picks up my mood, makes me feel happy. Like mm-hmm. it's good stuff. It's like what music is supposed to do for you. Oh, yeah. Hard for me to say anything bad about this song. Yeah, I didn't have a lot in the, so, the guitar solo. The negative side of the negative sandwich. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Um, Number eleven, governing govern- dynamics. Boop. So good. I, I just, I. This is one of those that that I would just keep going back to because. You know, just so, just uh, again, it's happy. And um, does this? Who does this sound like? I want to say that this sounds like some, um, like the lead singer in particular. Uh, sounds very, very much like some famous lead singer, and I can't place them. It's like how you know, I, I like even played it for Andre and stuff like that. It's like, who does this sound like? And I, I can't figure it out. Is it just that I'm remembering them from a previous uh, spin tunes or? Or, I mean, does this sound familiar to you at all? Um, just in the way that things that are good sound familiar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, uh, the only criticism I had of it is it's not catchy. You know, it's not like something that I was humming afterwards. Like, I always look forward to it coming up on the song list, and I would just love listening to it. 
but it's not uh, catchy in terms of like a, a tune. It's not, not something that I was humming afterwards. I was like thinking about what I liked about it, but it wasn't, uh, there wasn't a tune there that I was like, you know, la 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 la. So it was just, that, that's, that's the only bad thing I have to say about it. But it makes me smile ear to ear every time yeah. I hear it, and uh, and I hear it a lot. You know what I yeah, remember I most from that song? Like this is What's without that? having listened to it recently. Is the the line about the cat patrolling the house looking for evil, unless it's an evil <laughs> mouse, because that freaks <laughs> yeah. her out. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's like, such a great line, and it like it just makes you grin and feel good. Yeah, well, I, and it's great because it's like he he hits the rhyme. And he hits it at the end of the line, and then he adds a comment at the end after it. It, it all fits together so well. You yeah. Know? The uh, unless it's an evil mouse, and that was that was the line. That was the end where everybody else would stop. But then he goes, that freaks her out, you know. And uh, and he he did that a couple of times in the song. Just just put together really masterfully. Just wonderful. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. All right. This song wasn't in the original list you sent me. It's uh, called Domesticity. Okay. So the, the metalness of the song maybe sort of grated on you a little bit? Uh, I thought it was well-produced, and it reminds me a little bit of a group called the Doug Anthony All-Stars, which I think is a Australian group that I only know through, you know, from listening to a friend's tape of it uh, a lot back 25 years ago. Um, but yeah, they're, then that was, they're more kind of, uh, a little bit novelty, but they're also driving and talented. And, uh, the thing, I guess I didn't like that except for the instrumental bit. Uh, I thought the song was very uniform. Yeah. You know, it just, just kind of like, it was sort of the same sort of thing for a lot uh, of that full period. Um, but other than that, it's really impressive guitar work. Uh, it just... It, it just there there, was, there seemed to be a little bit of a disconnect between the subject matter and the, the general feel of the song. Yeah, the song really uh, should have been about Satan. Yes, uh, either that or you know our, our other kind of pet um, topic of dicks. <laughs> so. <laughs> Satan or dicks? Take your <laughs> preferably both at the same time. But uh, but no, we can. That's that's it, it, that. Yeah, uh, it was is a very well produced song. Right. I like the harmonized guitar solo. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying not to be negative uh, in, in these reviews. And this was a very talented band and a very well produced, uh, talented singer, talented guitar. Um, and yet, somehow, it didn't appeal to me. Okay. You know? So, yeah, well, it might be some sort of genre bias. And it's, you know, the songs that, you know, heavily lean towards one genre are pretty tough sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Okay. At, at some point, it's like, you know, a song just doesn't appeal to you if it doesn't appeal to you. All right. Let's move on to number 13, Rikers Island, Amy. Uh very nice relaxing laid-back song um, I uh, I don't like the melodica and uh, as before the song you know this song is all a little hippy-dippy yeah and uh, I mean the strings but, were obviously very natural right they had that like kind of string oh sound. oh yeah that impressed the heck out of me though it's yeah like that they I, weren't the, synthesized they were actually played by a human they, yeah so they had a really good variety of instruments there i mean as much as i didn't like the melodica they did have a like a zillion different uh things well it felt like a zillion it was all very kind of you know natural and real and and i appreciated that I, you know uh the also the lyrics were really really good um the variety of instruments obviously really good uh and, and the lyrics themselves though too they they weren't that kind of coy they, they didn't have any of that coyness where they're trying hard to be clever. It was all just, you know, it was what it was. They didn't have, they didn't try and hide uh, the fact that the um, the roommate was a different uh, species or anything like that. They, they weren't trying to be adorable. They were, they just wrote really good lyrics. And uh, I appreciate that. 
cool. I think we're going to disagree on that one. I, I was more charmed by the music than you were, and Hippy Dippy doesn't bother me as much, so I think I ranked it higher than you. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right, Heather Zink, When She's Gone. Uh, let's see. Um, cat song. Beautiful voice. Beautiful yeah. voice. Um, in the criticism, I thought the sparse instrumentations and, and the uh, just the the eighth notes uh, uh, with the instrumentation, you know, just dun 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 all the on the on the beat, you know, was there was something less than interesting about that. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, uh, but on the other hand, I like the rounds at the end uh, of the song. I thought those were really appealing. Yeah, you know, the, nice the kind touch. of the row, row, row your boat sort of thing that she did with the with the end. Uh, so yeah, I also give so. her high marks just for having a great voice. Like she's got a oh, killer yeah. vibrato on her voice and uses it really well. I'm impressed yeah, by absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, As, you know, having a cheesy vibrato. Yeah, and you know, the, and the the content was, uh, you know, was of the lyrics. Well, you know, it wasn't amazing, but it was kind of neat. Uh, you know, her talking from the point of view of the cat. Uh, which you know is something that I've criticized in other songs, I think. But uh, but I think it, I think it fine. It's fine. It works well, and it's yeah, it's good. All right. So number fifteen is Megalodon Dignified Leisure, which I believe is about a turtle. Yes, another original choice, which uh, which is something you got to appreciate. You know, not a dog, not a cat. So yeah, happy about that. I thought it was a laid back and groovy song. You know. Um, in the criticism, I thought the uh, the vocals were a little pitchy here and there. So I, 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 uh, what does the vocalist of Dricatorium think? Does I mean, did you notice that too, or is it my imagination? I did, I did. Glennie's yeah. Glennie's vocals have been a little pitchy in the past, and you know, he for all of the effort he spends on making his guitar solos sound like awesome, you think he could oh, yeah. put a little bit of effort in tuning those vocals. Yeah, yeah, and the slide guitar on this one, oh, amazing, just extraordinary, really, really nice to, to hear, you know. And uh, it, I liked that it didn't go into, you know, twelve different time signatures, but instead it had that <laughs> that lovely, lovely, you know, slide guitar. I thought the there's this kind of like wet guitar tone that was kind of a little random at the end, and and probably just. You know, maybe, maybe he wanted to, to try out this new effect, and you know, great, great. You know, I I, I always appreciate people trying something new and, and doing uh, and trying to be you know, be interesting and innovative. But uh, but in this case, uh, I thought it just sounded a little random. That that different guitar tone, though. Well, I'm going to call it wet, um, but I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. But uh, but yeah, it seemed a little weird. Yeah, a little bit out of place. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, again. Laid back groovy song, great, great slide guitar. Now, when you went back and uh, watched the listening party, did you see the comments? I think Google has added that now, so the comments are preserved. Oh, I, I was not able to see Well, I didn't see it. I, I watched it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't, I and mean, I watched it on my phone. So oh, okay. uh, if uh, if there's a way for me to do it in Google, I'd love to see the comments. But uh, I, I think I, they're I just... there. I'll have to verify, but... I got okay. a good one. I got a good zinger in. Like I oh, said, yeah. oh, okay, it's great. It's Glennie. And Micah was like, are you sure that's Glennie? Is that really him? And I'm like, yeah, I'd recognize his voice anywhere. And then as it went on, I'm like, but you know, this this seems like it's in 4-4, so I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. No, I remember last year kind of... We, we were like, okay, wait for it, wait for it. Six, <laughs> eight, in it. three, yeah. two, one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd love to see the comments. I, 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 lo- I loved, it, you know, being part of that uh, last year and with all of the, uh, the listening parties and kind of kicking myself that I had to miss it in Europe here. So, yeah. Yeah. anyway. All right, so uh, 16, Shy Fox, my homie. Yeah. Now, speaking of lo-fi songs with lots of charm. From some of your previous comments, I don't think that you went through and, and read the, the lyrics part and the comments part for each one of these songs. No. So do you, do you know what my homie is? No. <laughs> do, could, could you guess? 
Mm, let me look at the lyrics without looking at that part. See if I can figure it out. Hang on. Oh yeah, I thought it was a rat. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he kind of in the description he says it's probably more of an amalgam of a bunch of different things, but I didn't get at all that it was a rat until I until I read that thing. I thought it was. Uh, I was pretty sure it was a cat. I think. Um, and and they do do that uh, that gimmick where he rhymes something and then he doesn't say it. Oh, like so this, Kit this Kat a, rhymes with rat. Exactly, yep. exactly. And so I thought he was saying that Kit Kat rhymes with cat. Uh, you know, when I, and the first several times, then I you know went and read the uh, the lyrics and it's like, oh, okay, no, it's a rat. Uh, kudos for picking something that isn't a dog or a cat. Yep. So yeah, uh, I thought it was fun and charming, and. Uh, Constructive criticism here that recording quality is so bad. Oh well, it's you know? it's not bad everywhere. Like the vocal recording quality is terrible, but like the the indie guitar sounds great. Yeah, but it's still a little muddy. I mean, it's it's it's, it's like it's not. Yeah, I, I think that since we're listening to you know since we're mostly listening to the lyrics, it, it you know and those the vocal quality is so bad that we give some of the guitar a pass, but the guitar is also not great. Okay. In my opinion. I'll have to listen again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just my opinion. But, uh, but again, it's like I, I give people a lot of leeway if it's a charming enough song and this is a charming enough song. You know, I feel like, you know, when I listen to this, I feel like I'm at a house party and somebody's pulled out a four track and everybody's just, you know, shouting into, you know, a verse into the... Uh, into the microphone you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah yeah it's it's fun it's a it's a heck of a lot of fun it's good natured and the the breakdown in the middle you know is is also a great addition so it's not just this semi-rap you know kind of a thing all the way through it it's it's got some uh, variation and yeah uh i appreciated it yeah and they're (laughs) laughing at themselves when they like they crack that pause joke yeah, like <laughs> you, you feel like you're there with them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, if if you have to interrupt a song, do they get it? You know, <laughs> it's kind of like it's like so you know uh, unnecessarily you know just uh, out there. So yeah, I liked it. I liked the song. I liked yeah, me the song. too. Recording quality so bad though. Come on, come on. You know, it's, <laughs> I've been saying that a lot, but yeah, come on, come on. All right, so uh, last of the actual competitors, we have Ominous Ride with Marco Polo. Yeah. I thought it was done well. I thought it was really done well. Um, the, uh, in the criticism part, I thought the, the vocals were a little muddy uh, with all that reverb and layering. Um, but it had a great song structure, and, uh, and it was a great performance. So, yeah. So that's what that. didn't you like? Uh... It's um, again the the muddy vocals part. It was I, I kind of get it because you know back before you were in Jerkatorium, it's like I'd try and layer my own vocals to to kind of hide uh, what I thought were low quality aspects of it. Uh, Ominous Ride might not be doing it for the same reasons, but the effect is the same. It's it's all just kind of uh, there's a there's a ton of reverb on it. Uh, there's uh, there's a bunch of layering, and I can't h- help but think that he's trying to hide some problem with the quality of the of uh, of his singing. And if not, then it, it has the same sort of a feel to me. So I, I can't help but think that anyway. You know, so it's like whether whether or not that's the case, that's that's what I get out of it. But uh, but yeah. Uh, it kind of at some point it doesn't matter if the song is done really well and it was and if it has a great song structure which it does so yeah it's good yeah um, do you want to tackle these shadows yeah the let's see again in order from the the spin tunes page uh, matchy matchy uh, they did uh, it's uh, again this doesn't matter because they're not going to be part of the rankings but they did a dog totally predictable choice you know uh, so lazy. Um, let's see what else uh, they uh, they didn't mention the species at all uh, in the, the the lyrics page 
So that's a disqualifier right there. Also, the roommate thing wasn't really tackled. Like, almost yeah. like they had contempt for the challenge. Absolutely. No. So disqualified if, if they had been in. So it's like, I I don't even know why they're on this page. You know, disqualified, disqualified, disqualified. Yeah. And I, the, I felt there was a certain amount of pretentiousness to the song as well. That just, ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's like they, I, I kind of get what they were they were going for of a low rent Morrissey or something like that. But like all the F words, you know, they were they were gratuitous and unnecessary. Yeah. You know, it was just. Yeah. So and, uh, you know, and the if they're going to curse or be profane, would it have killed them to put in a dick joke? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the song itself wasn't all that interesting. It was uh, the the Wooly Octave track needed flex editing, but uh, <laughs> other than that, it's uh, good vocal work, but otherwise uh, just a throwaway track. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, I guess. Pig uh, Farmer uh, Jr. Like, his blues yeah. playing has come a long way. Yeah. Yeah, this is, and this one was for, I don't know if, if you know, I. I know what kind of an animal this was for i, I assume it's a dog with you know lazy bitch is the title i guess i could yeah. read well i assume too and then but then there was all this stuff about uh, just lying around and stuff so i thought well maybe it's a cat instead turns out it's uh it, it's not clear at all but i mean do you want to give it a, do you want to look at the lyrics and give it a guess or it was just applied as a, a oh a female bearded dragon is what, yeah. what it says. What the fuck is a bearded dragon? It's like a iguana. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's a lizard. Um, and uh, you know, good good choice for you know, good good that uh, he's doing something that's not a dog or a cat. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the G and G the is perfect for this song. You it know, works out well. I feel like you know, I'm not really a big fan of G and G, but I think I think Pig Farmer nails it here. Yeah, I don't think he needed anything else. Yeah. You know, he, he, I think a big production would have been unnecessary. So, And I yeah, think it was an it. entire take. Like, I don't think he, like, did this multi-track and edited it or anything. Which, yeah. you got to yeah. give him props for being a performer there. Like, yeah. it would take me a thousand takes to get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the criticism section, the, I just wrote that there's there's nothing really new there. But it doesn't. It doesn't really apply that there's anything that you know. He's, he's not really going for uh, to be innovative or anything. He's uh, he's just putting out a good song, which is what he did. Uh, it sounds like he's having a, a good time with the song, and that counts. You know, it's uh, just fine, just good. Uh, All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the criticism and the end of the podcast. Absolutely. So, I'm sure our listeners are thankful for that. Yeah. If there are any left. Hi, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Some special last-minute shout-outs to Dave and Tom uh, at Spintoons and everybody else behind the scenes who we're forgetting. Uh, special thanks to Sarah and Andre for their love and support. Uh, hi, Alice. We love you. Uh, and also a special shout-out to Brian Rader a Jerkatorium collaborator and lyricist without whom Jerkatorium would not exist. Uh, again, you're listening to Two Jerks, One Vote, the uh, Jerkatorium uh, judging panel and review podcast for Spin Tunes 14. This has been round one, and we will catch you again real soon for the round two reviews. Have a good one.